From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. I don't think your mic was on. Yeah, I don't think it was either. Okay. We'll restart. It's okay. Um, yeah, I'm getting texts now that nobody can hear me. Had a mic issue. I was, we were talking and I had them dead and I've turned them back on now. So anyway, all right. Welcome to Wednesday's show, the Oxford Exxon podcast. We're going to talk some basketball, some baseball, some uh, some portal news from last night. Ole Miss and uh, Arkansas State baseball, one o'clock today for that one. Basketball tonight against Auburn. 730. So that's kind of what's uh, what's going on today in uh, in the world of Ole Miss Athletics and uh, the world of the Oxford Exxon right there on Highway 6 West in Oxford. All Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Still trying to give you $10. You can do that by taking a picture of the QR code at the pump. And you get 10 bucks even on the tank you were filling up at the time. It opens up the Exxon Mobile app. 1,000 points. 1,000 points equals $10 there with the Oxford Exxon. Also, lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides, bread, 32-ounce drinks, and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guests join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Pardon me, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Uh, great place to have a burger, po' boy, uh, appetizers, grab a beer, grab a cocktail, watch the, the games. Uh, this evening, I mentioned Ole Miss and Auburn, LSU, Kentucky. There's some good stuff on. So check that out at Rafters on the Square in Oxford and also Rafters in New Albany. We're on the board about talking about asking everybody where they listen to podcasts at work and stuff and, and where it's socially acceptable. With headphones today, people are less connected than ever, so pretty much anywhere. I don't know that there's, I mean, you know. Grocery store, walking the track at Carson's practice. Yeah. Anywhere you're not going to get hit by a car or something as you need to be listening to your, yourself around you. Yeah. That's pretty much. Walking the dogs, podcast. Riding in the car. I pretty much either am listening to a podcast if I'm riding in the car or or the car's quiet. I like silence. I'll, I'll drive in silence for hours. At this point, how many for you are weekly, daily, whatever, like just no matter what, I'm listening to that podcast for routine, and how many is just guest or topic dependent? Almost all topic dependent. Are they? Yeah. Very few where it's just, hey, I'm turning this on no matter what, and I'm going to listen every single day. Yeah. I mean, the only one that I listen to pretty much religiously is uh, – Reasonable doubt with Garagos and yeah. Corolla. Yeah. Uh, on the site at Rebel Grove this morning, Brian wrote a uh, really good long-form feature on Tramisha Joyner, Randall Joyner's wife, the Ole Miss defensive line coach. She suffered a brain aneurysm in September and has been dealing with the after effects of that, something that was near fatal one morning while she was uh, working out at the gym. So you can go check that out. It's all over social media on Rebel Grove as well. Really good reporting there. Good stuff. Talked to Randall and Tramisha about that. So uh, settle in over a cup of coffee. And read that this morning if you uh, if you have not. You know, it's another reminder. I'm going to talk to Brian about it in a little while. But uh, coaches, players, they're not robots. They're humans. Got a lot going on. I mean, the, the, the credit 
to him for the 24-7 nature of his job and doing the work you've got to do while your life is in complete and utter damn shambles is mm-hmm. is is fairly remarkable. Um, sure. And now, look, I mean, everybody does it across all walks of life. I mean, we all got things. But, I mean, it, it really highlighted that and the fact that we don't always know what's going on in, in the in the personal lives of coaches and players and different things. And then also kind of the tight-knit, tight-knit community that they are, you know, Alexis Love helped her out immediately. You had Pat Jernigan's wife doing things. DJ Durkin's wife booked hotel rooms for all of them. A lot of stuff there is they were they were dealing with that uh, with that near tragedy there um, on September the twenty seventh. So yeah, remarkable that you have to keep coaching for two more months. And I mean, yeah, it's just on and on. And on. I mean, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's one of those deals. So anyway, there's uh, there's that um, again. Baseball today, just kind of quickly, one o'clock. Jack Washburn will pitch for Ole Miss. They they actually could have played yesterday. It did not rain between four and seven yesterday, but it was the right it decision. Didn't. I'm yeah. not questioning anything. It didn't. It was it was. Uh, I watched the radar all day because we were supposed to go to Tupelo for his practice, and I was really kind of the way that the radar looked. I was kind of scared of it, and I don't know that it ever got as bad as. It rained hard. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know that it ever got as bad around here. And between here and Tupelo is every single forecast called for. No, I think it was mostly north. I mean, Memphis, Nashville was hit pretty good. I think it was kind of up a little bit, it seemed like. Arkansas State would have had to drive back in that. And that. And that. Why? Why, right. When you can just play the next day. There were some people that, like, you know, they could have played it. They could have. But there was absolutely the right call. There's no reason to. Hey, let's endanger people. Uh, there's no reason. To, <laughs> there's no reason to do. We that. gotta play this thing right now. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I mean, it's a it's a big deal. I talked to uh, Peyton Chatney last night. Um, try to have that to you at some point today, which will be a little awkward because we taped before a game. But it, we addressed that. We talked about a bunch of stuff. So yeah, it is what it is. That is not Peyton's a natural at talking. He didn't shut up much. He's 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 terrific. I mean, he's that he's uh he's fun to do the show with. I mean, I was. He sent me a text last night. Was like, "Hey, I'm I'm ready," and I was like, "Okay," because we planned we planned to do it today, and then the game and all that stuff. Stuff so, happens. Stuff happens. So we sort of adjusted on the fly. And at one point yesterday, we were going to try to do it yesterday afternoon, but he was still at the park. And then I thought I was going to be in Tupelo, and I sent him a text that said, "Hey, I'm not going to be in Tupelo, so I'm free." And I was in here working on the mailbag, and I had a couple of games on, and. He texted and said, "I can, I can go now." And I was like, "Okay." So I sent him a Zoom link, and I mean, that was away pretty, we go. Away we go. He was pretty easy. Yeah, it, he was. He was my target on Friday after the first game because, and, I mean, this is not criticism, but they just had some a little bit of user error on media relations and getting down, and kind of timing it out. And I'll give them, I'll give them a pass for the first game. And when the team broke, they broke early, and the players are just walking off. And I'm kind of like, well, this is kind of a problem or whatever. And I had to, I had to pinpoint somebody who I knew would come back and do it. And I found Peyton and I went, yeah. Hey, he, he will talk. I kind of yelled at him. was like, Hey, come need, need, need a minute. And he jumped over and did it. And it was all, it was all good. So, you know, anyway, what'd y'all talk about this week? Uh, we talked about, you know, what you get out of a weekend where you're playing an opponent that clearly is inferior. You know, we handled that without being just, overtly disrespectful to Charleston Southern, but I mean, obviously. Yeah. And we talked about how, you know, when you wake up on Saturday morning and you see that Mississippi State lost and Arkansas lost and I think Florida had lost, that it is a reminder that hey in baseball you can get beat. And he pointed out that 
none of those games matter. That at the end of the day, no one will look back in June and talk about February games for the most part. That this is about getting ready and getting into routines. And uh, we talked about the difference between approach when you hit first and when you hit fifth. We talked about Tim Elko's knee. We talked about uh, exit velo. Oh, I asked him how hard he's ever hit a ball. And he knew where I was going immediately. And he started not as hard as Kemp Alderman hit a ball. Yeah, he started la- he started laughing. Um, <laughs> we talked about some of the young pitchers, and then we talked a little bit about they're going to play ULM next week. And I was oh him, well, yeah. Well, I yeah. asked him if seeing those uniforms would trigger some memories. It was the last time they played ULM. The world oh, true. fell apart pretty quick shortly thereafter. So we talked about that a little bit and about how this is the first time since uh, that day. Well, pre the, yeah. First, that, that baseball has kind of felt normal. Because even though baseball was normal last year, it wasn't really normal. The whole Zoom interviews and stuff was not normal. There's nothing normal about – last year was weird. I mean, anybody, yeah, sure. anybody that wants to argue that it wasn't weird. Yeah, we got through it. Was the, yeah, but it was weird. Well, I told you, I mean, it was interesting the first day of, of for media day on that Friday – we got done talking to Derek Diamond, and he kind of stopped for a second. He was like, "It's good to see faces. Like, appreciate sure. you guys being back. You know, like yeah. uh, that kind of thing." As we were, uh, as we were, as we were, uh, as we're doing it. So, um, yeah, Ole Miss, Arkansas State. It's as you said, it's much more about Ole Miss right now than an opponent. Um, and I haven't looked at VCU. I have no idea what they have back or not back for the weekend. There's a time for that, and that time is not right now at all. No, he um, didn't. He wasn't aware of. Any VCU stuff? We weren't. We weren't. Someone will ask Mike tonight. Um, so, what, what do you think about VCU on Friday? Mike goes, I don't. I I got nothing. I mean, look, the overwhelming response <laughs> to Peyton's our first show was positive. There are a couple people that were kind of negative. I, it's not going to be a hardcore, hardcore baseball. baseball show. It's number one. I don't want to do that. Number two, that minimizes your audience. Diving into the minutia. And number though. three, especially like on a weekend like last week, where I didn't see them play. How could I possibly dive in? Hey, hard? you had that a bat there in the fourth, and the one-two can't like what? What? Uh, yeah, sort of defeats the purpose of it. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss getting good news on the portal last night. Car Coleman, the defensive end out of TCU, rushing uh, pass rusher essentially is what he uh, what he is heading to uh, to Ole Miss. No reporting last night. He will play off outside linebacker here. I think he's around two twenty-five, something like that, from a pound standpoint. Um, six three, I think. Uh, is that right? I think that's right. I think six, so. Three, like six, six three. two and a half, six three. Okay, he's big. He's big. Uh, they are still on his teammate as well, but they get uh get Coleman, somebody who's been pointed toward Ole Miss for a while. I mean, we first heard his. Well, actually, I did not hear hear his name. I heard a TCU defensive end like four months ago. Yes. Um, and then now it is uh it has turned out to be Corey Coleman. Um, frankly, I thought at the time it was. Um, the other one. O'Shane Mathis. Yeah. And this will help with Mathis. It won't get the deal done. Not a package deal. No. They're not a package deal. But they, they are friends. As as teammates are most of the time. And Zach Evans was a friend. That helped oh, yeah. too. So but there's multiple teams in on Mathis as well. So that, that still has I think that still has some miles to go before it reaches the, the finish line. There's no timetable because it doesn't matter. They can't do anything until the summer. They can't do anything until end of May, June 1st. When you can enroll, you don't sign anything. Yeah, Whether you commit today or on May 1st, it is exactly the same thing. They could sign scholarship papers, which would commit them, would prevent other SEC schools from signing them, but there's a danger in that. 
you have to understand. There's no reason for the kid to do that. He's giving up. He, he's giving up the right to go to another SEC school, and you, if you lose him to, say, a Big Ten school. You lose a scholarship. You lose a scholarship. It's gone. It's the portal version of what we used to do three or four years ago when those kids would sign those early scholarship papers so you could talk about them and all that stuff, but you were beholden to the kid. Yeah. You had to use that if, if that happened, no matter what. The kid could bolt on you, but you were stuck to the kid at that yeah. point. And given how many people are in the portal right now, that would be sort of silly. Just, just let it. There'd be an ego blow if you lose on a kid. That, and know, coaches you. have enough going on in the portal. It's not like this is not high school recruiting where the kid commits in May and then his phone still blows up until February. It's almost as it's not baseball recruiting, but it's somewhere in the middle where they kind of go, all right, hell, move on. I'm dealing with somebody else. Like, yeah. you know, whomever. Arkansas this morning didn't pick up the phone and blow up Corey Coleman and go, hey, no, no, no. no. Like, let's let's discuss this. No. You go, all right, cool. All right. Next, next fish in the sea. There's yes, seven hundred in the portal. Go find another one. It it's an interesting glimpse. He he played well. He was a really good pass rusher at TCU. He was hurt for the first three or four weeks of the season in twenty twenty one. Moving to linebacker, does it feel like they're getting away from the three two six a little bit? Are they just trying to be multiple? What what do you sort of glean from what they've done from a roster standpoint? You just stole my t- my ten thought for the week um, for football. Is that it's the next thing I'm interested to see. There's so many things like – and all these storylines aren't going to get clearly defined in the spring either, which is going to frustrate the people who like – Or August. Or August, yeah. The people who like nice, neat bows. I think they have more versatility to do different things if they choose to. But look, they still they still have another uh, – well, it's special teams. They still have to finish the coaching staff. So I don't know how that shakes out. Like, what do you – because they won't, they won't figure out about what's the USC kicker. Like they won't figure it. Parker Lewis. Parker Lewis. They won't figure out about him until they actually hire a coach. So like, yeah, because his connections now with the Rams, mm-hmm. which is not doing him any good. No. So I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it, yeah, I think there's possibility that you could do some different things. The truth is, they did more than just three two six last year. They they did throw some different looks at you. I don't know what their base look will be. But yeah, I would I would guess they still don't have enough defensive linemen today to really go four three. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't think so at all. Um, they have some interchangeable guys. You know, I mean Malone can move around a little bit. Iton can move around a little bit. They have some options amongst um, among their players, if yeah. you will. Um, but I mean, straight up rush ends. I mean, you're talking about Ivy and Coleman and, and, and Cedric. If they, if they don't get Mathis, I think they'll try to add another defensive lineman, preferably someone who can rush off the edge. That's the impression I get. They got about six spots, seven spots, depending on one particular thing. Yeah. Um. So there's one. I think they want to add. At least one wide receiver, in addition to uh, Malik Heath. Heath, thanks. Um, I put this on the board yesterday. There's, there's, they're still evaluating, analyzing, digging into, researching whatever word or words you want to use. Brew McCoy. Yeah, I know people just say that's a done deal that they would they would take him. I don't 
USC receiver for anybody. Yeah, I don't know that that's true. They might. I don't know. Uh, I think they would like to add another corner. I think there's a sense that maybe they're a man short there. But that might be something that you go through spring, and at the end of spring you're like, no, no, we're good there. Or you go through spring and you're like, no, we have a problem there. That's why spring's kind of interesting. His needs are going to change. Yeah, sure. Um, But I feel like they feel they have to add more impact at wide receiver. They needed another linebacker. I think they're done there now, unless just some star fell into their laps, at which point you have to adjust. Um, I think they'd like to add another offensive lineman. The um, the guy from – there's so many names. Cole – I can't think of Cole's last name. He's an offensive lineman at Western Kentucky who's in the portal. He's a Brooks teammate. Yeah, there's a lot of Penn State talk with him, but there is some Ole Miss talk with him. He played left tackle last season there. I believe that is correct. Ole Miss has moved Jeremy James to left tackle. So is he going to want to come in and be the third tackle, or would he go someplace where he could be the tackle? Yeah. My guess is he'd go someplace where he could be the tackle on his last year. But they'd like to add another lineman. Um, Just they're going to fill up. It's going to be a really eclectic roster by the time it's over. I mean – Lane Kiffin did exactly what Lane Kiffin said he was going to do, which was they're going to use the portal to rebuild the roster. And then we're we're going to get into this cycle, and I think this will be a story by August. This is where Ole Miss has had so much success in the portal. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at recruiting from two perspectives, one, the high school perspective, where you're going after the top 250 kid, they've struggled there, and I think that's – more than fair for a number of reasons they've had on the flip side i'm not sure that any one program in the country has had more success in the portal than Ole miss there might be a handful that have had as much success as Ole miss but i don't know that anybody's had more success than Ole miss in the portal and so if that's what works for you there's a temptation i think to embrace that to to Say, okay, that's, that's yeah, there's no way to shy away from it. That makes no sense. So. And so I think what's coming with the, this next recruiting cycle, and we've talked about this before, is um, you've got, number one, the roster's going to be full, I suspect, come mid-August. I mean, I think they're going to be either at 85 or awfully close to 85. Would you not agree? Yes, 100%. There aren't a lot of guys that are – definitely out of eligibility, like Mason Brooks, for example. There are only four or five. This is his last year. That's it. You've got a handful of those guys, but for the most part, you've got a roster that if people decided to stay and everyone was happy, and I know life doesn't work that way, you wouldn't have many spots. But the odds of them having 32 spots available this time of year from now is is very unlikely. And so I I think they're going to be selective, incredibly selective on high school kids. And if you get them, great. And if you don't, portal. Portal. And I think that's going to be the part that the the the, the, the portion of, of fan bases that are used to that recruiting cycle, the, the, the recruiting cycle storyline, I think are going to 
get a little anxious is probably the right word Mm -hmm. because it's not going to look and feel like it did in the past because they have found, obviously, it's worked for them. Rather than go take the three-star development kid, put him in the program, see what happens, put him in the strength and conditioning program, red shirt him, blah, blah, blah. They don't do that. They're going to go get the kid out of the portal. Because look, if you look at this roster today and you project a handful of guys, Deion Smith and let's just say Mathis and another offensive lineman and another corner, I don't know who at this point, but that you put those people in, you could make the argument that this roster in 2022 for Ole Miss is more talented top to bottom than the 2021 roster. That doesn't mean you're going 10-2. and two. There's some obviously some things you're, you're replacing a – generational talent at quarterback you are replacing um a lot of people who are very impactful for your program braylon sanders and jerry and ely and snoop connor and yeah uh, sam williams i mean there's a lot of dudes that that left that replacing them is going to be problematic but top to bottom depth wise it's safe to say it's a more talented roster yeah yeah and so you know what is that what is that roster well, if if that works, right, you're going to do that again, and that that if that becomes your identity as a program a little bit, and I don't think Ole Miss is to that place yet, but they're in they're on that road, then I think you start to embrace that more and more. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because you mentioned the recruiting calendar is not traditional, and that's true. But in some ways, it's I mean more interesting. I'll tell you why in a second. First, let me tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County. And Chattanooga, all underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're going to look at underwriting and understand your market, a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We are also, to the top, we're also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a social sports betting network, free to use. Really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group. Make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. It's brothrow.com. Don't forget the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. No shows, the uh, traditional socks, all sorts of themed socks. It's at deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Promo code REBELGROVE for 25% off. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. We're also brought to you by Automation Control Systems, LLC, ACS, based in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and so much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for Almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons, the gold standard in fine jewelry. It's lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662 234 2777.
Friends at Prime Shrimp in New Orleans have been thrilled with the response from the MPW community so far. have been working nonstop to fill orders to Mississippi, Memphis, Nashville, D.C., Austin, Dallas, and beyond. Go try their easy-cook shrimp pouches at primeshrimp.com today. Let them know your favorite and be on the lookout for more flavors, including the one that's out now, Louisiana Spicy Boil. Shop today at primeshrimp.com for a satisfaction-guaranteed purchase. If you don't love it, you get your money back as always. MPW for $20 off your first order there with primeshrimp.com. You know, I mean, because in recruiting in the past, I mean, yeah, you're trying to figure out, hey, is this high school kid going to pan out? How long is it going to take? Is this JUCO kid going to pan out? What does that take? Is the transition better, worse, all that? I mean, I, I get it. I mean, we've been we're so conditioned to that from the last fifty years or whatever it is, Forever. and especially the last twenty over the course of you know team sites and things along those lines. But there's almost more of a team versus team program versus program competition for with these guys that. I found I found more interesting because, you know, take Jared Ivey for instance, incredibly okay. talented, big time recruit. Tech signs him, and he hasn't done a ton there. He had, they haven't been able to maximize his potential. They haven't been able to tap into whatever it is physically that everybody sees in him. Can't all miss. You're taking a guy going, hey, we're we're betting on that. In in a way, Georgia Tech's the problem. It's yeah. not Jared Ivey that's the problem. It's yeah. Georgia Tech that's the problem, and yeah. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. I'm going to be the one to figure it out. It's fascinating. We're going to – no, you know, because, I, I mean, hardly anybody gets in the portal and goes, you know what, he was an All-American and a wonderful guy, and he played every day, and there are no problems, and he's in the portal. You go, hold on. No, those there, – There's something that went weird. There's only a handful of Caleb Williamses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's, well, eh, and you go, no, no, got it. Don't worry about J. J. it. J.J. We're fine. Yeah. Ole Miss is gambling that, hey, Auburn just couldn't figure out how to motivate him. We can. Yeah. Mason Brooks just wanted to play at, at a higher level. Yeah. Troy Brown just wanted to play at a higher level. But those are guys using that one last year. They're doing that, and they're dudes who were late bloomers and didn't get those offers out of high school, and they yeah. look up and go, no, nah, I'm as good as that guy now, five yeah. years later. Yeah, Troy Brown you know, had offers. There's very few Aishim Youngs where now he can play anywhere, and he just decided to come play in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Troy Brown was recruited by Central Michigan and Buffalo out of high school. Mason Brooks had one offer out of high school, Western Kentucky. Yeah. was it. So they're late bloomers. But they're also one-year guys. The portal is full of different types of people. It's not it's not one-size-fits-all in the portal. It's why Kiffin likes it from an NFL standpoint because it's putting a bunch of contracts together. Okay, I got this guy on a three-year deal. I got this guy on a one-year deal. Yeah. I got this guy on this. It's, it's hey, you know, you got a big board. And you go, okay, this many left for him and him, and this is what this position looks like in 2024. And Yeah. It's the whole deal. But there is a – there is – you're going to – Barring major changes, and I don't see major changes coming, you're almost going to get this NFL, MLB type of reputation for programs. Yeah. Where almost kind of like what the Tampa Bay Rays got. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, well, if they took a dude or, hey, if they were trying to trade with you, hey, watch out because uh, something, yeah. something's going on. Sure. You're going to have programs that go – Oh, those are. I mean, we, if they want the kid, they think it was with the school, or we we trust them to. Hey, they know what they're talking about. There's, it's a different type of recruiting, a different level of recruiting. Sure, and there will be some mistakes where you go after, and this isn't talking about JJ or Ivy or anything like that. But there will be guys who a program looks at and goes, you know what, they misused them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then they bring them in and they're like, no, it's the kid. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. You know, and then and then hey, you're stuck now. You know, you you did it. So yeah. it, it's. I'm with you. There are the people that want more and more of the high school recruiting, even though it's not really happening. 
And I find the, the transfer portal stuff to be much more it's fascinating. It's more fascinating. No, there's yeah. no doubt. I mean, as, as you says in the thread, I mean, yeah, sometimes kids just need one or two years to develop. And there's impatience on all sides. Programs don't wait on these kids through a red shirt and a freshman and a sophomore year and all this. And then the kid, I mean, not everybody's a freshman All-American. Get in the weight room. Develop. Well, mature then, physically. You talk to coaches at smaller schools, and I know a few, and they'll tell you that their concern is that you bring the kid in and you develop him and you put the work in and then NIL blows up and you can't keep him. And so now you're a farm system. Because there will be programs that go, hey, they don't have the resources. You can go pluck their kids. Sure. You can go get those Of kids. course. Well, look at the offensive tackle that ended up at LSU the, from FIU. He gets in the portal and within like 10 minutes has 40 offers. Mm -hmm. He was like the first big kind of guy yeah. coming up from that thing. I mean, yeah. You know, he kind of got in there and was like, Whoa, what? <laughs> so I, I, who knows how it's going to all work out. It's brand new. We'll see. Last year was the first year that it really existed. This year coming up is the first year that people have actually utilized it as a real tool. There has to be that moment of nervousness. You know you're in the portal and you're just kind of waiting on the phone to ring. And the kids who don't really get calls and the kids who get blown up and they go, oh, hell, okay. Yeah. Like this is – like John Gaddis talked about that. It's baseball, obviously not football, but kind of same principle. You know, he jumps in the portal and suddenly it's – you're like, oh, hell. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's not something that we, that we anticipated there. But, no, it's, it's different and anything different takes time. People have to get adjusted to it. But there are – there is a program reputation to this that I find very interesting. That where mm -hmm. as time goes on, who develops, who does this, who if they release a kid, you go, I know they that that means don't mess with that kid because yeah. that that's that's not their fault. We, we we trust that they knew what they were doing and and it didn't work out. And frankly, this is where NIL is more fascinating. Is do you use your NIL money on transfers or do you use your NIL on high school kids? How do you how do you do that? And for each program it's a different decision. And sometimes it's a decision that changes year over year. I mean some of these some of these things will be fluid. Um doors with the question goes, I'm curious how does the transfer portal change former players' thoughts process as alumnus? Does Chance Campbell considering himself an almost rebel or is he a terp and that's where his future heartstrings are? Both. Yeah. I think you end up having a mix. Um they both serve different purposes that were very positive for I mean, take chance, for example, there. Ole Miss is going to be the place that likely gets him to the NFL. Maryland gave him an opportunity out of high school, sure. the home state thing. I mean, there's, there's, it's just it's just different. Well, Troy Brown's still cheering for Central Michigan this yeah, year. Yeah, he talked about that. Yeah. I mean, Those guys. Yeah. I mean, he's going to – if they're playing on a Wednesday night, he's watching. Not only is he watching, he's cheering for them. Yeah. Probably tough to leave. Hey, it's the best thing for me. But um, and even to, taking out his family angles, I mean, you I know, talked to Mason Brooks about that. I mean, he knew from a career standpoint, it was the move. It was the right move to make, but it was a hard move to make. He'd invested a lot of time in a place that gave him a chance. A lot of sweat equity there. Yeah. So we'll, a lot of bills for guys like that. There'll there'll be probably some split loyalty, and frankly, most of the loyalty will be to the first place. And then you'll have guys that went somewhere and it didn't work out and they end up in a second place and that's where it worked out. And Otis Reese will feel like a rebel. When well, he's I think if you ask Joe yeah. Burrow where you went to college, he's going to tell you LSU. Yeah. He's going to be identified as an LSU Tiger the rest of his life. Yeah. I mean, 
that that story remains just dude sat behind all those dudes. Well, Nebraska telling him you can't play. That's the part. It's <laughs> fireable, isn't it? Like right yeah, there, like by itself. Every Sunday. Hey Scott, um, yeah, we got a problem. Hey Scott, you see that Bengals Steelers game? Yeah. That'd be tough. <laughs> be tough to live that one down. They were fickle signed the big contract yesterday. I saw that. I saw that. It definitely limits the amount of programs that can just pluck him. Well, and I think you have to start considering the possibility that he's happy there. How do you because look, it's the Big Twelve, they're a bit of a nightmare as they get into this post expansion world, we'll call it here in the next couple of years when yeah. we do it again. How do you rate I mean, Cincinnati will be a power five program. Cincinnati yeah. has resources, their resources will increase. Mm-hmm. How do you rate that they are just a program that doesn't get plucked potentially? I mean, like how do how do we, how do we sort of gauge their standing in the overall national landscape once they move? Well, it's like you said, there will only be a handful of programs that he would probably even consider. He's a Midwestern guy. He's very Catholic. Um, he's got a big family. He's they like Cincinnati. They've been there a while. They've established roots. The, I don't know how I don't know the ages of his kids. I'm guessing that they're somewhat staggered and they're involved. You get to a certain place where now's not the time to move. And then you've done this at Cincinnati and you've built the as you said, sweat equity that he has in it, and now they're rewarding him. And they're giving him more money for staff and more money for facilities and where are you going? Are you leaving there for Purdue? I mean, so yeah, if Notre Dame calls. Yeah, it becomes Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yeah, it's I mean, just this yeah. very small handful of programs. And now that you're in a league, and Cincinnati could, in a Big 12 that doesn't include Texas and Oklahoma, Cincinnati's one of the higher-profile programs in that league. Oh. So why, where, where are you going? Unless you're going to the NFL, and that opportunity would be out there, I guess, whenever. But Cincinnati's invested. Would they get him up to five point something? Five point two? Or, five, round five. You know, and they've invested more money into the assistance and stuff. I'm sure he looks at it and goes, this is stability. I'm going to guess five point whatever million dollars a year in suburban Cincinnati is pretty comfortable. Yeah, I mean, they're pecking order in the Big 12. Okay, so the four new ones, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and then they're joining Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas State, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, West Virginia. I mean, in five years, you can argue they're they're right there with Baylor and top four. Yeah, sure. Their basketball program's good. Oh yeah, sure. And it's been really good in the past. I mean, there's very few there where you go, hey, as Cincinnati gets acclimated, are just a head and shoulders better, no matter what. Right. Because there's not a, there's not a behemoth in there. No, I mean it's a better job today than it was when he first took it. I mean, who's the who's the flagship program in the Big Twelve now? In basketball, it's Kansas. Well, sure, in, yeah, I get that. In football, I don't I don't know that there is one. I guess I mean, it's ba- in Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, Baylor, Cincy. That's kind of it. It's it's not a strong football league. 
I guess Iowa State. Bigger upside, Cincinnati or Houston? Overtime. Probably Cincinnati. I just don't think Houston. I mean, Houston's got to compete against so much coming into Houston to recruit. Sure, yeah. Not just Texas and Texas A&M, but every damn body. Yeah, UCF will be interesting. Getting into a league. Yeah, UCF gets a big school. If you told me to gamble on one, that might be the one I'd gamble on. Yeah, just because. You care that their geographic footprint's so weird in that conference? Does that affect them? Some. But, man, we're living in an era where I've got a kid that watches every Chelsea game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. With everything streaming now, like, I was turning games on in here last night, and I was turning a different game on on that TV, and there's so many games available. I just, I don't know. I it's a valid question. Chet says to find resources. The Big Twelve allowed them by weight machine. They can't afford now. Nobody's specific about resources. Um, when you're in a major conference, your boosters will be much more apt to get involved. I don't know that it's going to turn. It's not turning them into Texas, but yeah, you're you're going to have a more of a commitment in all of the player procurement ways, NIL and otherwise, yeah. when you are in a major conference with a legitimate even deck. At least you can convince yourself that you have. And you'll pour more money into unnecessary stuff. That's just tools. That's just toys. I mean, Ole Miss didn't need didn't Ole Miss did not need to redo the Manning Center. Yeah, it was functional, of course, highly functional. Actually, they did it for recruiting. Yeah, it's an arms race. It wasn't necessary. No, I don't. I don't mean that as a criticism either. I, mean, I, I would have done the same thing they're doing, but from a pure need standpoint, no. What they had was fine. But when you bring recruits in, you. Need more than fine. Yeah. But. The Big 12, though. Well. The Big 12 in football still potentially, when they, they even when they get switched, are they potentially better than the ACC? Potentially. A shot. I mean, they're not much in the ACC, man. No, you go down the list, you go... Well, I mean, if Clemson's no longer a superpower, what's in that league? Florida State's good, but they're not good right now, and they haven't been good in a while, and there's no sign that they're going to go back to being a superpower. In fact, if you told me that a school emerged as a superpower in the ACC, I would tell you it's back to Miami. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But I'm not ready to declare them a superpower. Yeah, you're not going there. You're just saying. I mean, are, are we going to say Pitt is a superpower? Wake Forest? I mean, what's in that league? North Carolina's good, but frankly, North Carolina's one of those schools that should be having the private meeting. They should be sitting around the – North Carolina should be conducting the clandestine meeting with hand-raised guy in the back going, we really should call. They would be maybe – Because they're an automatic. Say of almost – you could make the argument the other way too. You could make the argument North Carolina would have maybe the most to gain from any program in the country joining the SEC. Yes. I don't even think it's an argument. Your hoops, your football gets elevated. I don't everything. think it's an argument. And they and they and they elevate you. Maybe number one. They would they would absolutely get rubber stamped immediately. Yes. We'll take you. Yes. ESPN, we need more pie. Cool. All right. No problem. No problem. 
what they bring for basketball alone, and then what they bring for football too. Yeah, they're fine. And you, North Carolina, Tennessee, every year. Yeah, that'd be that'd be everybody in that region would love it. Sure, of course. And when North Carolina comes to play basketball at your place, it's a big deal. North Carolina's one of, so I think the schools that get rubber stamped if they called. I think it's North Carolina. Virginia. And I'm leaving the big – I wrote this in my mailbag. I'm not counting the Big Ten because I think the Big Ten is a predator, not, yeah. not prey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. It's, it's North Carolina and Virginia. It's Notre Dame. It's USC. And if you told me it was one of the Arizona schools, I'd buy it. And that's, really? That's it. An Arizona school? Yeah, just – yeah, to round that out. Oh, wow. Sure. You get the Phoenix market. Big market. Big, big part, market. Big part of the country. Neither of those teams, though, just make me. No. I said that. that yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I put them on the last on the list. Yeah. But I might say them before I'd say Clemson. I don't – Clemson's not happening. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Clemson brings to the table at this point, frankly. Yeah. You're counting on Dabo, not Clemson. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, portal controls, network security, and much more. So call the office for details. Get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, 662-238-3159. Remind me to come back and answer a couple of these because there's a couple of things on there that Okay. On a, yeah, sure. That are interesting. Uh, we're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in uh, Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call 662-429-4429. The College Corners are one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. One's in Ridgeland, one in Flowood. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family. The College Corner has you covered for game day. Largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Also brought to you by Pinnacle, based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's mypinwealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis, uh, John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. That allows him to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Um, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222, right there on South Lamar in Oxford. Also with Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. 
The Alpha Med Sync takes care of you with one trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need each month with G&M. Also with Rightway Meds, they will individually package your medication for those who need that extra step. So again, G&M right there on South Lamar and Oxford, 662-236-2222. All right, what's in the All right, so two things. Yep. There's two really good comments here that I think are both interesting because I agree with them, but that's kind of what I was getting at. So I just make sure I'm clarifying myself. Pocket Watch says, and he's right, I assume it's a he, maybe it's a she. Okay. Uh, UNC thinks they're too good for the SEC. I agree. But when the money comes in and you start looking at the money, the athletics money, the TV money, and you project what it's going to be for SEC schools in 2026, and if some of the projections are right and it's like $80 million per school, and you're sitting there with $25 million. Do that math. It's $55 million difference. Somebody in that room goes, what are we doing? That's all I'm saying. And it might mean ultimately they go, nope, we're not, we are not going to um, slum it with those guys. Yeah, sure. We're not going to hang out with teams from – Mississippi and Alabama and Louisiana. My God, we're better than that. And that, that might be their ultimate decision. And so, okay. Feel free. And then I agree with Grind where he says, uh, Notre Dame, I lost it. Let's see, no way Notre Dame comes to the SEC. I, I tend to agree with that. I, th- I tend to think that Notre Dame's fit would be Big Ten. But what you don't know with Notre Dame is years from now, does NBC go, hey, we, this, doesn't work. this isn't worth it for us. We need you in a league. Mm-hmm. And if at that point you need to get in the league, I think the Big Ten would be their better fit because there's natural rivals there with Michigan and Michigan State and teams that they are kind of already embraced with. But money talks. Money money talks in South Bend, Indiana, too. That's all I'm saying. Took over Twitter for a minute last night. Uh, Ole Miss quarterbacks went 1-2 in the new USFL draft. Uh, Shea Patterson going number one overall. Jordan Tiamu goes number two overall last uh, last night. Also, I saw that uh, former corner Derek, wide receiver, whatever, um, Derek Jones was the fourth pick in the ninth round to the New Orleans Breakers. So, okay. Uh, Patterson is a Michigan Panther Jordan is a Tampa Bay Bandit, and then Jones is a New Orleans Breaker. I see. So, how many teams are there? Eight. I think there's eight. Yeah, I know Shea's coach is Jeff Fisher. I don't know. I, let's see. USFL coaches. Here we go. All right. Uh, here's the list: the Birmingham Stallions, Skip Holtz. The Houston Gamblers, Kevin Sumlin. The New Orleans Breakers, Larry Fedora. So Derek Jones with Larry Fedora. Todd Haley is the coach of the Tampa Bay Bandits. So that's Jordan. And then Fisher with the Panthers in Michigan. Mike Riley, former Oregon State coach, New York, New Jersey Generals. Bart Andrews, um, Philadelphia Stars. And Kirby Wilson, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Maulers. So those are your uh, USFL. The Maulers. Yes, those are your USFL teams for 2020. 
We'll end with a great point that I always have. We talked to Chris Lee about this. Vandy getting their money, and no one knows any idea how they spend it ever because they never actually improve anything. So I, I don't know what Vanderbilt is doing. Unless it's like long-term mutual funds or something, I have no clue what's going on with the Commodores and what they do with the money they get every year. Yeah, and then the other one that everyone always does is kick Missouri out. It doesn't work like that. Nobody's leaving. And, I mean, Missouri's probably a better fit for the Big Ten. They are. But the Big Ten didn't want them. Yeah, the Big Ten didn't want them the last time. The SEC did. Missouri's very happy with the check. Yeah, because they would still be sitting in the Big 12 right now going, uh, hmm. Yeah. Got a problem. But you got major issues. As it is, they're getting the check. And then Georgia Tech sits over there and goes, we got out. Yeah. We yeah. got out. Yeah, they're the one that goes, wow, what were we at this? Not good. Yeah, Sawani just quit, so okay, whatever. But Tulane and Tech, you go, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. As, as we talked about yesterday, as much as you want to build a statue for the old Miss guy, the guy at Georgia Tech is like tarred and feathered somewhere. That decided gets, that was the move. The league gets more attractive for Missouri now too, with Texas and Oklahoma joining. There's yeah, a little more, some, a little more regional familiarity and just familiarity in general. They just league makes together. Sense. Yeah, yeah, all those different, uh, all those different things. Uh, basketball tonight, Ole Miss and Auburn, seven thirty from Auburn Arena for uh, for that one. Just I'm actually to, really interested in this game. Yeah, real quick, we do that because okay. I'm going to forget this otherwise. Nothing overly important, but um, Tennessee knocks off Missouri last night, eighty to sixty-one. Ball's still rolling pretty good, twenty and seven now. Yeah, for uh, for them, big loss at home for Mike White last night. Neil talked about the message board, eighty-two seventy-four Razorbacks over Gators. Florida now seventeen and eleven overall. Um, Alabama survives at Memorial Coliseum last night, oh. uh, 74-72. Alabama has the most single-digit wins in the country, so if you want to be careful in a bracket come March, yeah. and that one, and then A&M uh, pounds a hapless Georgia team, 91-77 in College Station last night. So yeah. there's all your, uh, your scores. So I thought that the Arkansas-Florida game was interesting. The Alabama-Vanderbilt game was actually a really in- entertaining game. Um, first, Scotty Pippen Jr., is a really good player. I mean, that dude's a player. He's kind of by himself out there a little bit, and he keeps them in games. <clears throat> His ability to get to the free throw line, I think he took 20 free throws last night. Yeah. Uh, made 18 or 19 of them. He's, he's a, a really good, good player. Florida caught Arkansas sleepy. And didn't take advantage. And talked. They yep. talked Arkansas into waking up. And Pippen once, 14 of 18 the line last night. 14 of 18. Yeah. Once they once they woke Arkansas up, it was over. They got chirpy with the sleepy team. Shut up and play. Just win the game. Got Jalen Williams in foul trouble and couldn't take advantage of it. And then Arkansas in the final 12 minutes of that game just, I thought, kind of played Florida off the floor. Arkansas played really hard. I, I said this on the message board. I think it got misinterpreted a little bit. I wasn't implying at all that Mike White's a candidate at Ole Miss because, frankly, I don't think there's anything to watch for at Ole Miss. I don't think there's a move coming. I think Mike's in trouble. And here's why, Chase. Two or three days after they beat Auburn in Gainesville, which should have fired people up, and Arkansas comes in nationally ranked. I think they're like, I don't know, 18th, 19th, whatever, somewhere there. They come in. Arkansas's won – Coming into that game, I think 12 of its last 13 games, something like that. So they're hot. That arena, that arena was half full. It's half full. 
coming off beating Auburn. And that just tells you the fans aren't in. That maybe it's stale. And then you have a chance to win that game, and they, with eight, nine minutes left, I thought they were going to win that game. And then you get run out of your own gym in those last few minutes. And they I got 29 from Castleton and blew the home game. Yeah. Well, their guard plays horrendous. Their guard plays horrific, and that's what got them beat, is that Arkansas has really good guard play. Note's good. That Umude is good. Uh, they get some minutes from the, the small kid that comes in and plays some. Gives them something. Uh, Trey Wade's kind of a wing for them that gives them something. Arkansas has four guards that would play at at Florida. Florida has one guard that would play at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And if you're Mike, you have to answer for that. I kind of started to think that it's trouble if they can't get hot. I don't know who they have down the stretch and the tournaments in Tampa. And mm, if he doesn't get in. Feels kind of iffy. What's his next move if that's the case? What happens at that point? Do you drop back down? Well, he could certainly drop down. He could take a year off and do some TV and hope. He's got a lot of connections. I'm sure. I don't know. It's a weird spot. It's a weird spot. Just... Kind of makes you wonder. And maybe somebody looks at it and goes, hey, you went to, what, five straight tournaments? Okay, yeah, we'll take it. Sure. Just kind of wonder. Kind of had a weird feel to it last night when you looked at that arena. Because I saw a couple things on Twitter, and then I texted a couple of people like, hey, is that really what it is? And they're like, yeah, it's it's half full. Crowd never really got into it much. They're 7-8 and eight in the league right now, 17-11 and 11 overall. And their close is now they have they're at Georgia, so they can get back to five hundred. It's a win. And then they close at Vanderbilt and Kentucky. They're not a gimme in that. They can at, go zero and two. Oh, easy. They could lose at Vanderbilt easily, and they could lose to Kentucky at home. Yeah. And he wouldn't survive that, I don't think. That's that's eight and ten. And that doesn't case. that doesn't get you in the tournament. I'm, let me no, see. eight and ten's not getting you in. Yeah, I'm looking to see where. Because Vandy's hurting you enough to be a pain in the ass on the road right there. So pulling up net rankings, just real quick. As of this morning, SEC, Kentucky's three, Tennessee is nine, Auburn's 10, LSU's 17, Bama's 22, Arkansas's 23. Those, Those are in. Mississippi State's 46. Florida fell to 55 last night. 55 not out. getting it done. That's out. And then the rest of the way, so they've got, you said Vanderbilt, they're 79. Georgia's 211. Just not getting a lot of help now. And they're going to beat Georgia, but that's going on the road with an absolute must win to have any like. So you're just going to sit at 55. You're not going to do anything. And you get Vanderbilt at home. No, at Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt. It's, they're 79, so they, they're, they're, they're quad That might two. get you a quad one if you're lucky by you, the end of the year. You need Vanderbilt to move up, yeah. And then you get Kentucky, which is a quad one, but it's at home. Last night was a big game. They needed to beat Arkansas. That would have given them a, a quad one home win, and they didn't. Instead, Arkansas gets another quad one win. Arkansas is now 22-6, and 4-4 four and four in quad one, 6-0 and oh in quad two. I mean, they're, they're starting to build a, a pretty solid resume. 
But tonight, I yeah, mean, sorry, it, go ahead. here's what I want to see tonight from Ole Miss. You got nothing to lose. Frankly, you got nothing to win. But you got nothing to lose at all, right? I don't even know what the line is. I'm guessing it's Auburn minus. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I'd guess minus 12. Fair. Hold on. Say you lose by 20 tonight. Does anybody care? Does it, does it really? Does 16. It, you're 16. So let's say you lose by the line. You lose by 16 points. Yeah, 88-72 tonight. Okay. You went from not being in the tournament to not being in the tournament. You went from not being on the bubble to not being on the bubble. No harm. Nothing. Nothing. Move on. Get ready for Texas A&M on Saturday, right? I want to see them play loose. I thought that was the part of the Georgia game that, frankly, I did a poor job of writing about. And other people did too because I haven't seen anybody else do it. There wasn't any bench to use as punishment. Okay. And so they just played. They just played. I thought they kind of played carefree and loose and got into a flow and got going. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Austin Crowley and Jamin Brakefield and Ty Fagan all had arguably their best games in an Ole Miss uniform on the same night with Matthew Morrell not available Joiner. and with Jarkel back in Oxford mm-hmm. and obviously Deshaun Ruffin back in Oxford. I mean, maybe it's a coincidence. It's certainly possible. I kind of don't think so. Those guys played a lot, and they played well. And so tonight you're going against a better team. Auburn's third in the country. They're 10th in the net. They're going to the, they're going to the tournament as a high seed. If you get whacked, you get whacked. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Just go play. Don't do all that. Every time you make a mistake, yank to the bench and all that. No, no just go play. Just go play. Carefree and play. And again, you have, I mean, you have lit, there's literally nothing to lose. So go play. That's what I'd love to see from them. It's what I'm hoping to see from them. Because I think it would speak volumes to, hey, maybe this is how this group needs to be handled. Sammy Hunter played really well the other night. He did. I mean, that's what I mean. So is that a coincidence that all of those guys on a night when there was nobody to replace them just said, hey, look, I'm in. I'm going to go do this. And I'm assuming that Jarkel and Matt are back tonight. I would assume. So, you know. They, you Does gotta, it reverse to the old? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or do you just let guys play? Do you give guys a blow, but you play? That's what I'd love to see from them. I think it would be interesting. You're going against – you don't have any – you don't have any answer on your team for Jabari Smith. Neither does anybody else for that matter. Auburn's got really explosive guards that can hurt you off the bounce. Kessler's a force in the paint. It is what it is. You're, 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 you're supposed to get beat. Frankly, you're supposed to get beat rather handedly. Auburn's a tough place to play. Their crowd gets into it. They impact games. Go have fun. I would love to see Ole Miss just go have fun and let the chips fall. Because, again, if you lose by 26 points, no one thinks anything of it. And it, what's it going to do? You're going to fall from what did I say they were in the net? Where's Ole Miss? I didn't even say. Yeah, he didn't say. Ole Miss is 106 in the net, so you fall from 106 to 108? Okay. Yeah, who gives a shit? What difference does it make? Yeah. Frankly, if you win, you might, you're not going to rise more than about six, seven spots. You're not getting in the tournament. A win's not getting you in the tournament. Go play. I'd love for him to coach that way because I thought he coached that way at Georgia. 
And some people say, well, he had no choice. Fair enough. But he did coach that way. And that will be the question. Did you learn? No, that's did, what I want to see. Did you take something from yeah. it or not? I had someone go, man, I bet you're, I bet you're disappointed you got to watch that game tonight. I was like, you know, no, not really. I'm kind of interested in it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I'm being repetitive, but it, it, it bears saying again, if Auburn just plays out of its mind and beats you by 32 points, it does well, not matter. Who cares? Grab your box dinner and your yeah, your couple, Chick-fil-A sandwich and head on back. Yeah, a couple of Gatorades and get your seat on the plane and you'll be home in an hour. It's okay. Yeah, Got a home game against A&M on Saturday. They got All a chance right. to win the national title. Yeah. Go, just go play carefree and see what happens. Yeah. See if you can scare them. They're the one that has something to lose. Mm-hmm. You have nothing at all to lose. I'd love to see them play that way. I don't know that they will. I thought that they did on Saturday, though, and they turned a weird day where you had every excuse in the world to go and be flat and kind of play like crap and lose. And everyone, I mean, everyone would have said, well, you didn't have your guys. You were sick. I mean, Brooks was literally in TV timeouts throwing up into a trash can. Mm-hmm. So you could have said, guys were sick. We didn't have guys there. Couldn't practice, which is true. They were too sick to practice a couple of days. I mean, they had like walkthroughs and stuff, but they weren't like full speed, two hour, let's go practices because too many guys were completely depleted. And yet they played, I thought, one of their more energetic games of the season. They did. So I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com is the website. Head on over there, see the events page this week and every week as we get into the spring here pretty soon. And a lot more activities coming to Lafayette County and the Oxford area. So you can click the links for that, where to stay, where to eat and do and see, and much more there. Again, visit OxfordMS.com slash events. We've got a mailbag up at RebelGrove.com. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573-662-842-3844. What are your goals for 2022? Does your company need hard-to-find talent to meet these goals? Maybe you are personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make the change, and your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. They're the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. It's nothing to lose by reaching out. No cost to you as a candidate. Everything is kept confidential. You can contact Service Specialist at 662-832-5138. I mentioned the Peyton Chatney Show, which will hopefully be up uh, later today, early tomorrow at the latest. That's brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from uh, work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, and so many other brands. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and uh, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. Their clear aligners are the virtual invis- virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Uh, call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 
12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Also brought to you by uh, Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove, a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom truckload, a partial shipment, or flatbed. They can accommodate you regardless of what you're looking for. They also can uh, provide air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. 865-672-6557 to reach Daryl Oliver at Bell & Grove. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in canton mississippi two sand rings a grass ring miles of wooded trails a lot to be offered at southern traditions including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer susan walt to buying your first horse and competing at a nationally recognized competition level under the teachings of one of the best young professionals in the sport bowers cone southern traditions has high aspirations for the future along with owners ben and hillary craddock southern traditions has become one of the leading equestrian facilities in Mississippi. For questions or information about lessons, boarding, sales, um, or any of the above, contact Bowers at BowersCone1 at gmail.com or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery, small batch artisanal cheese and fermentation, charcuterie, baking, catering, and more, 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. You can also find them on Instagram at Johnston Hill Creamery. They have lots of cheese cut, wrapped, and ready for weighing and labeling today. They do all this by hand, the old-fashioned way, every single week. They can give something a try. You know, be fresh as possible. They're also open 10 to 4 today, and King Cake orders still going on for one more week. So get your orders in soon for those. Remember, uh, several different flavors from pecan praline to cheesecake dip, to cinnamon and lemon curd for that. So again, 662-419-9201. Yeah, uh, other games tonight, Mississippi State's at South Carolina, just an absolute must win for the Bulldogs to have any shot. Yes. Uh, State minus two in that one. That is a 530 start on on, uh, SEC Network. That is the first game of the doubleheader with Ole Miss and Auburn on SEC Network. And then on ESPN at 8 o'clock, the LSU Tigers are in Rupp Arena to face the Kentucky Wildcats tonight. Kentucky yeah. twenty two and five, LSU nineteen and eight. LSU is five and five in quad one, four and two in quad two. So they're fine. Their two and six road record hurts them a little bit, but their overall metrics are so good that they're in. And there's seventeen in the net. No one's leaving out the seventeen net team. No. <laughs> no, there is. Yeah, uh, probably a pretty big win for the Ole Miss women last night. They knock off Arkansas, and they are um, <clears throat> had it up a second ago. One second, they yeah, put fifth. it on the board. They're in, yeah, they got are a shot to finish fourth in the league. Yeah, they're fifth in the SEC right now at nine and five. They're twenty one and six overall. Two games remaining uh, for them. Really big game at Auburn on uh, on little Saturday or Sunday, I guess. And now Auburn's the worst team in the league, so it should be a win for them. Yeah. And then they finish at home against South Carolina, which will be quite the task. But number one country Gamecocks. But 
one and one the rest of the way. That would be ten and six for them. Um, I think they beat Florida, so they have the tiebreaker. But that would require Florida to lose to Vanderbilt and Missouri, which is probably not likely. So probably Ole Miss going ten and six and finishing fifth in the SEC, which is completely comfortable for the SEC tournament. I mean, not I mean for the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, well. I mean, probably like a seven seed, six seed, something like that. I mean, I say this all the time. You have to remember where they were just two years ago. It's hard to put into words how bad they were. Yeah. She played student managers. Yeah. Played them. Yeah. So. And now they're in the tournament. Yeah. It's it's a hell of a job. And I mean, I, and it's not like it's not me grandstanding. I don't know her at all. But, oh, you yeah. know, I see the message board talk about, well, it's just because she has really good players. Well, that's kind of the point. Sure. I mean, talent. You go get sort of, players like, so that yeah, they yeah, yeah. will be better, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of, you know. And she's still a relatively young coach, still learning. I mean, there's a lot there. Yeah. Um. So, it's big for the program. It'll be their first NCAA tournament since 2008, I think, off the top of my head. Um, 2007, 2008. I think whatever year they went to the Elite Eight and lost to Tennessee. I believe that is the uh, the last time with Armini Price and those people. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was it was either the first year you got here or the or the year before. Okay, I don't remember which one, but it was it was one of the uh, of the two for that. So, uh, Kentucky minus seven and a half for you degenerates tonight in the, uh, the the men's game. Yeah, at Rupp, seven and a half over LSU. It's a weird line. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> yeah, because you kind of did the little head tilt. Like, yeah, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh. LSU's good enough to go win a game like that. LSU's got Kentucky. And then at Arkansas, is know. that right? I don't know. No, it's Kentucky goes to Arkansas Saturday. Really? I was trying to think what LSU has left because LSU's numbers could get weird from a record standpoint. I mean, they're fine. Oh, they're in, but it could impact their seating. They could get put on an eight-nine line or something. Although, boy, they're the type of team. You're a one seed. You don't want you get, any. That, I mean, you get them on the wrong day. Yeah. That's not the eight or nine you want to deal with. No, they're volatile both ways. Yeah. They can be shitty. And they can be really good. Nationally, big win for UConn last night, knocking off Villanova. Uh, I guess in stores. I guess it could have been in Heart River. I think it was in stores. That where Hurley got kicked uh, out for pumping oh, the crowd up. Did he? Yeah, the refs threw him out. For pumping the crowd up. Yeah, he did. The they whole. like double technical him. He already had one and got another one, I think. For pumping the crowd up. I think so. Yeah, I see it here. UConn's Dan Hurley gets ejected with back-to-back techs. That seems like a quick whistle there. I had a lot of games on silent. seems like a quick whistle. Because I was trying to write, and I was working on the recruiting thing. Um, And then I was taping with Peyton, of course. and So I had TVs on, but I didn't have the volume on. And so you... And it's you're distract watching, so you you don't have the whole story in front of you at that point. You just saw enough to be dangerous that something happened. And I, I knew he got kicked out, but I didn't know why. I knew the second time, the the technical that led to him getting kicked out was him doing this to the crowd and stuff. And they, yeah, I know they. What are we doing? I don't know. It was weird. Okay, I guess we didn't really talk about it. Not worth talking about. But worth mentioning. Uh, the Rams are naming uh, Cohen as offensive coordinator to the Kentucky OC. Yeah. A little move there inside the league. We'll see what happens for uh, for the Wildcats from uh, from that one. That's really all the news. Is that a lateral move? I'm kidding. It's a joke. It is, yes. 
Uh, you know, people ask. I've not heard anything new on the Ole Miss coaching staff. That doesn't mean that something hasn't happened or isn't happening in the next 10 minutes, but I'm freely admitting that I, I, I've asked. You could say it's a little close to the vest. That would be a – Yeah. I've asked. There is no vest, and I've actually. And I've gotten nowhere. So – and the only real time sensitive nature to that is just in case you need to go get a kicker. Yeah, I mean, and now maybe they need to go get a kicker. I think but. ideally you have a coach on the staff by the time spring starts, but that's March twenty second. If that coach didn't get to town till March the eighteenth, it's not the end of the world. I mean, you're going to have to reinstall all of your kicking game in August anyway. It's not like you're going to get all the installation done in March and go, okay, that's it. The team. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the punt team. Now you're going to work on it again in August. Completely reinstall it, frankly. Yeah. Has it been two weeks since that happened? When did the guy leave for the Rams? No, that was only one last week. Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, just we're, we're nearing like, one week. It just feels like two weeks. It was Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I don't remember which one. Saturday. Yeah. Because it was a damn it. Yeah, I know. You saw it anyway. Made you just like hate the Rams just a little bit. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Like, go grab somebody else. Like, like we were done. No. So. All right. Uh, back tomorrow morning with another show for you. Again, if you haven't read Brian's story, go spend some time with that. We'll have basketball, baseball coverage. Again, Red Wolves and Rebels from Swayze Field. One o'clock today. I guess the weather's okay. I have no idea. And then tonight for Auburn and Ole Miss, 7.30 from Auburn Arena for that one. So we'll have reactions and much more tomorrow for you. Have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again then.